This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Mars Angel of Belmong, Varya Kamon of Behemoth, JDO of Excalibur. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. From the makers of Lords of Verminion, Lords of Verminion Go, and the critically acclaimed Lords of Verminion Go, the card game, brings you the next hottest installment of the beloved Lords of Verminion franchise, Lords of Verminion Go, the card game, Moon Adventure X. Explore a brand new region known as the Manto region in this thrilling, handheld adventure. Relive your favorite card attacks in glorious 2D animations in thrilling turn-based RPG action. Find and discover 150 new minions to add to your collection. Trade, battle, and collect with your friends. Lords of Verminion Go! The card game Moon Adventure X is now available in two versions. Grimy Garlean Gray or Shining Scion Silver. Join us for the first ever 2D handheld adventure of Lords of Verminion. Lords of Verminion Go! The card game Moon Adventure X. Grimy Garlean Gray or Shining Scion Silver. Only for the Garlean Boy Go! Now you're subjugating with power. Garlean Power. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 144. And if you think that this week's going to be any more enthusiastic than last week, <laughs> then you're absolutely right. Well, yeah, no, we, wrong, yeah, wrong, you're wrong. Absolutely Jux is wrong. back. Jux is back. Yep, and I'm going to bring some clearly much-needed information, research, and intelligence to the show. You've Maybe. never brought any of oh, those whoa, things. Whoa, hold on. There was, wait, there was the one time where he enlightened us about the underground fight clubbiness of the LGBTQ. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that I was, forgot about that. I, I didn't bring that to the table. Everyone knows that. Oh. Enlightening. Really? Enlightening. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Electrify healing. Stop it. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio every Sunday starting at 4 p.m. I hope you'll join us. If you're joining us live and you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can find it over at LimitBreakRadio.com. Let's kick it on over to our Aorzean studios. If you want to join us in Aorzea, you can do that on the Sergeant Anus server. Sergeant Anus. That's not Sarge- how you pronounce That's that? not how I pronounce it. No, it sure is not. Well, that is how you pronounce no, it. No, it not is not even. That's not a, no, that's not how I pronounce it either. That's the real pronunciation. I say Sagantinus. 
Sir Giant Anus. <laughs> Listen, buddy, uh, whoever wrote that uh, YouTube comment, we're never going to let you forget about that one. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, LimitBreakRadio.com. If you want to join us in game, of course, you can do that at the uh, on the Sargentana server, a Fifth Ward Goblet. Uh, Gooblet. It's, it's Gooblet. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. wrong. Uh, the Fifth Ward plot number 30. So uh, feel free to hang out, and I, don't, I see someone sitting in my lap for some reason. <laughs> I guess. What kind of person? What, what, was it? A, it looks like a, a, an Allison. Oh no, that is ephemero for sure. Aww. Yeah, I know it's disappointing. I'm sorry. I love the smell of queef in the morning. I sure don't. Uh, speaking of ephemero uh, queefing, uh, no Nika today. That's right, because she's off queefing. That's right. <laughs> it's a full day job. I think she's throwing up. Actually, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, she clearly has a from scratchy voice. <clears throat> clearly from the morning sickness that she has from uh, having another child. So damn. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, no Nika this week, which means that there is zero credibility on the show at all. Good luck, fuckers. Aww. Uh, yeah. Call in and give us your credibility. That's right. Or yell at us Whatever. about how much credibility we lost with you thinking that, uh, first of all, saying that uh, Phantom Train is Doom Train. Boy, did we get raked <laughs> over the coals for that one. I thought it was Ghost Train. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, one of those. And then uh, and then also, because, I, I mean, let's, let's be honest, Phantom Train and Doom Train. They are different things. They're different trains, <laughs> but they are both trains. <laughs> that is the same thing. But but we did we we got uh, we got a bit of flack for that, and uh, of course also uh, when the uh, the uh, new Omega Turn preview came out, boy. <laughs> Did I get the Twitter messages on that oh, one? Oh, you got saw, Twitter I ones, saw, too. Huh? I saw, yes. Well, don't worry, because uh, today in one of the interviews because we talked every- about, Yoshi P actually says something in your defense. Because everyone, <laughs> be, listen, because everyone knows that they, you know, that they love to feel smart and they love to feel superior, so. Superior I got, to a retard? I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by any of this. So, Jesus, did you even try? I, it, right? Like, it would be nice if they did. But but they clearly don't. So uh, anyway, so uh, if you want to give us a call and tell us how dumb we are, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We actually have people to properly man our phones today. Thank Woo! God. That is the only bit of praise you'll get from me, Jux, though. That's it. What about if I know and you things? Only, you, only do, you only do about half of that. Kooky does way more than half of that. So it was it was a way bigger handicap not having Kooky last week than it was not having you. I mean, I am a pretty big, good person that does things well. You're so. you're big, yes, big, yes. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. By the way, we've now determined that that seat is now called the juxtaposition. Sort of like you know how like the in in professional wrestling, right? Like there's the gorilla position, which is right at, just on the other side of the curtain, just before you you go out in front of people. That's called the gorilla position. Why? I don't know. Just what they call it. That's just what they call it. Yeah, now yours position. your your seat over there is now called the juxtaposition. Something else that we noticed because I've been over there, you know, the past two times that you haven't been here, is apparently uh, uh, Anira used to feel sorry for you being cramped over there in that little space. I'm not cramped at all. But when I was over there, it's actually pretty roomy. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty roomy. Well, you, well then, I don't feel cramped at all. What are you doing scratching up my walls and scuffing up my walls? There's foam there. It's fine. I know. Now, now there is. Yeah. Because I covered all the scuffs. Because I put the foam up there. No, you didn't. <laughs> 
Oh, you absolutely did not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, 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 I no, gave no, you no, the no. idea by scuffing up your walls. Yeah, You're welcome. No, that's not where the idea. The idea is it comes from a necessity. Walls. No, it's not to save the walls. That's why we have so much foam. No, up it's not. Why? Wait, what? Do you think I'm bubble wrapping the studio? What, yeah, what the just in case no. you scuff it up. No. Bubble wrap would be better. It'd be more fun. Ooh, what do you, can do you, you think? Wrap? Do you think we're gonna throw things up in the corners? Do you not? No. What do you throw do you, up in the you, corners of your room? Uh, food mostly. Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! What? What? Is this? Is this what? just? Well, when I was sick, you throw up the food. Oh, see, I thought it was just a natural side effect of when when you would eat so enthusiastically, clearly, because you're eating enthusiastically, that when you would just pour all of the food all over your, your face and your gullet, that, that like it would just get everywhere and it would smear and then you would shake your head like an animal and it would go see, I thought in all was, different directions. I thought it was more like a game, like he would take candy and try and bounce it off the wall and the ceiling like <laughs> that into his mouth. sounds a lot more fun, but no, when you have lots of food, you just get so excited that you just like, just kind of like start whipping it everywhere like you have to have your hands going all over the place and then eventually obviously a drum is going to go flying at the wall and hit in the corner and then and just stays up there for a little bit until is it that, falls is, down is that what it was like living with him honestly it's pretty pretty point on pretty pretty close okay yeah mm-hmm. just checking mm-hmm. glad i got it there anyway welcome to the show guys uh we've got a welcome. we've actually got a lot to talk about today i can't believe that we're sitting here bullshitting with juxta there were so like i sat down last night remember uh, uh last week i'm like oh it's actually cool that we didn't get to that interview because now i have time to really kind of curate it for for next week's show and when i sat down to do that yesterday there were like three other interviews that people had found yep what the fuck apparently and yeah so um, Yoshi's out there just horning himself out to whoever wants to listen, except for us. Yeah. He never done it for do us. Do we want to listen? Well, I mean, we do have some fairly valid questions for him and yeah. about the future of this game and uh-huh. whether or not it's worth playing and right. subscribing still. Don't make us yeah. go to Tanaka. I mean, it would be nice if we got some like free to play, you know, like is this game going free to play? Is that why you're tanking it on purpose? I'd love an answer to that. Yes. I, well, well, I mean that's your opinion. An Jeff official said, but, answer. Yeah. Yes. Well, th- but you you're can't not, you give an official you don't answer. For Square Enix. No, officially, I'm saying yes. Stop. Officially, for who? For the juxtaposition. Oh my god. Nobody gives a shit about that. The juxtaposition in the juxtaposition. <sighs> Let's check out what's going on in the news. This is a limit-breaking news update. So a few new quality of life changes are coming via the interface. Among them, you can expect the ability to bind keys to the mouse scroll button, item level for food, a change in the triple triad icon, resizing the speech window, and my personal favorite, cursor map adherence for controller users. I I mean, these are definitely some good additions in terms of uh, quality of life things. I think... Oh, boob for Collie. Oh, thank you. It's not here anymore. I thank mean, you. Thank you, though. We appreciate it. But, I mean, we can it, give it to him on your behalf. Yeah. Is that even a boob, though? That was 6006. Nah. 20 less for the boobs. Maybe <laughs> maybe the 6 is just a lowercase boob. Or B for boob. I mean, it's still a boob. The oh. boobs are sagging a little bit. A little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. We're all sagging now. Yeah. So and, here's, here's the only problem that I've ever had with Square Enix. Because you're right. These are all fine. Great. Cool. Put them in the game. I, I honestly I do I do like the uh, the the keybind to the mouse scroll I like that a lot and I actually like being able to resize the uh, the the word bubble window but like and I like food 
the item level for <laughs> their four <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Thanks. Why, why do you have to like parade these things out like there's some big thing though? Because well, you guys were saying there's what nothing you else. like Because there's nothing else. We were saying all what we were all thankful for, like Thanksgiving. No, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, you were. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we're not going to keep going. No, no, because there's only three of us now. Yeah, okay. If we had Nika, then I would yell at her to do something. But <laughs> She wouldn't. I know, she wouldn't. Okay. I'm so confused. How did we get here? <laughs> because of him. You're welcome. He's trying God to make up it. for lost derails. Shit. Moving on. Uh, they also released a small preview of the gear that will be coming out of the new Omega Raid, Sigma Scape. Uh, Let's complain about it. You can see that on the lodestone. Hang on, let's talk about this gear. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know exactly how I feel about it because there's some aspects of it that isn't terrible. Uh, the Justin Bieber style cover one eye, like armor bandana. Th- what the fuck is that? Okay, so what that, is that? That's, that's one of the terrible parts. That is fucking embarrassing. What, what the actual shit is that? Does at, somebody want to tell me? At least it's not. Weeb themed, right? I mean, there's. It's better than uh, the there first is Omega. There is like maybe two or three pieces that I don't absolutely fucking hate. It's better than the first set. Let me put oh, it that way. Yeah, it's hands, better than the first. Hands set. down, absolutely better than the first set. See, I kind of like the, uh, the 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 chest pieces on the on the far right there. That yeah. looks kind of armory, or, or yeah, even yeah, yeah. The, the shoulder piece on what I assume is the tank. Like, that actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's all, like, kind of textured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the actual I think armor. that's only one shoulder pauldron, though, which... Probably. Again, Square Enix, why? Um, because well, if, if that's your, your shield arm, then you have your shield in the bottom hand. You don't want it on your other one, which is your sword arm. You don't want it, like, weighing it down and stuff like that. There uh, is actually, like... Dual-wielding shields? No. Stop it. Uh, on the right side, or I'm sorry, on the left side, though, uh, uh, you know, behind the what, what looks like the caster set, which is just generic caster stuff still. I, I the, the the preview image is small enough where I can't really get a good look at that helm, but that helm looks interesting. It looks like some kind of closed helm. I don't know. I can't. And I. And, and it won't, oh, oh, here we here we go. See, and even when you try and like make it bigger, it gets so pixelated. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah, have yeah, no yeah. idea what's going on uh, there. I, I don't have an idea, but that's. Uh, I, I would say that that set looks kind of interesting. It mm-hmm. reminds me a little bit. That set in particular reminds me a little bit of the Home Amp set from uh, Eleven, which is not a bad callback, okay. um, especially in the body. Mm-hmm. But I, I really need to see what's going on with that head. I need to evaluate whether that's uh, something dumb that's going on Somebody or something. Somebody get cool. this man head. She, yes. Juxa. What? Juxa, that that's that's you. Yes, Don't, stop touching my penis, please. Tried to hire someone as please. a fluffer for you last episode, Juxa, but they weren't going for it. A fluffer? Yeah. Is that like a Swiffer? <laughs> you don't know what a Fluffer is? What's a Fluffer? Do they just like massage your balls all night? It, I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> hey, they not, have those? You're not, are you <laughs> kidding me? It's not, it's not far off, actually. How much is it? Okay, so here's, here's, it? here's what a Fluffer is, okay? In, right. in porn, in porn, right? Because you're, you're fucking so many people, right? Right, right? You need to have somebody on retainer that you actually genuinely find attractive that will be able to play with you long enough to get you semi-hard to go have sex with the person that you're being paid to have sex with. Mm. Sometimes sometimes it just gets old and repetitive. Right. Yeah. I can understand that. 
That uh, that's just a little bit of insight from my porn days. <laughs> yes, porn days. Uh, an, an, uh, another question I want I want to ask uh, Juxter really quick. We're just blowing um, past that. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. This actually in, involves my porn days. Well, not cool. your porn days, but you can obviously add more expertise here. But Juxta, uh, uh, what do you think a cuck is? Huh? What do you think a cuck is? You. Okay. What is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> You don't know what a cuck is? Well, hold on. Uh, no, don't, com- don't Google it. Don't no, Google no, it. yeah, you can't. Don't yet. Yeah, Urban I mean, Dictionary wh- doesn't count. Wh- where if do you, you think the ar- term comes from? Yeah, what? What? If you had to define it, what is what is a cuck? Mm, guess I never really thought about that before. I bet he thinks it has something to do with chickens. <laughs> no, that's a cluck, you idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so what is a cuck then? I assume it'd be something. Like akin to like a twink? Uh, no, no, it's not. I mean, you have access to pornography, don't you? Access? Yeah. Like you watch, like, like, like you on watch the porn. Yes, yeah. Yes. You not, don't. Not, not like you, a physical medium, though. And you don't don't know what a cuck is. Well, what is it then? Okay. All right. So a cuckold. Give us your experience. Cuck porn days. A, a cuckold. <laughs> okay, that's that's where the term originates. Is someone who likes to watch another person fuck their significant other. So cuckold porn is where you have two people that are ostensibly in a relationship and a third person comes Uh, in and the two people who are in a relationship, the one person watches the other person, the third person have sex. So I was right. Kylo is a cuck for you and me, daddy. Jesus Christ. That's I'm I'm so gross. I don't I'm, even know how to respond to that. I'm done. That's it. But the fact that you I don't know that you didn't know what a cuck is is embarrassing. Well, do do we all does anyone know what a cuck is? Yeah, I knew what a cuck was. Yeah, most everyone knows what a cuck is. From my porn days. <laughs> Take, takes one to know one. How about that? What? I am rubber, you are glue. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> What okay. is going on Nothing. here? We're, we're ignoring that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, CG Mag. That was online. a good. That was a good bit, Kahlo. Just so you know, that was a good. That was a great Skirl, road. That highlight was a, it. That was a great fucking road that you just took <laughs> us down for him to ruin everything. Can we get back to Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen? Yes, we can. So CG Mag Online. Which, by the way, I've never Final heard of this. Final Fantasy Cuck Team. <laughs> God damn it. I've never heard of this website before. <laughs> oh my okay? God. And I think that's what's most insulting about Yoshi P is like all these websites I've never heard of are getting interviews with him and we don't get anything. Thanks. I, they, I mean, uh, to be fair, we don't ask anymore. We don't. We just. Have we ever we, asked? I don't think we ever have. To be uh, I mean, maybe once. And can we get Kooky to ask if we can get Koji Fox on? <laughs> If anyone, if any, if, and if anyone, we don't no even, one is no. gonna. Here, here's the thing: we have burned that no, bridge long ago, no, my friend. Kooky, see if we can get Koji Fox out. We don't want to talk to him about Final Fantasy 14. That's not even gonna come up. We just want to talk to Koji Fox. We just want to talk penis with Koji. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ostensibly, we want to yes. make we want to make penis jokes with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna work. <laughs> I mean, this don't, don't yeah, that's don't, gonna work. On, don't mention that in your email. <laughs> don't say we want to make penis jokes with Koji Fox. Okay, no, we want, we want, we want to ask Koji Fox what the definition of cuck is. <laughs> 
Okay, well, if you ask him, he's going to do his research because he's he, he's good. I'm like this failing podcast. Listen, oh my God. CG Mag Online did a really important interview with Yoshi. I bet they fucking did. <laughs> Nakaru Tamaki about the state of rival wings and what we can expect oh, from it. Hey, Lick, hey, Lick, hey. Oh. You're lucky that I didn't try to make this into a discussion topic, sir. Okay? No, I fought for you. So according to the interview. Are you fucking kidding me? According to about what part? Uh, about having an entire uh, like is there anyone asking about rival wings at this point look apparently it's immensely popular and they are constantly getting player feedback on on it to improve it where where is it immensely popular (laughs) rejected And now, now they're just lying to us. <laughs> no, they said it's it's very important to them that they get player feedback and that they use this to help grow the game, both in PvP and outside. <laughs> Stop. Pull the other one because they get paid. Oh, it actually hurts. <laughs> what the fuck? You actually expect me to believe this shit? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We get we, we get tra- we get we spend a week Nobody watches this for 14 anymore. Yeah, no. You're fucking that's that is 100% right. If that wasn't 100% clear by last episode, it is now oh abundantly clear. Okay. Now they're just lying to our face. <laughs> Please, in the chat room, please, I beg you, if you do Rival Wings on a regular enough basis to want an actual question answered, speak up, because I don't fucking believe that at all. Well, we'll actually, we'll actually, uh, there's part of the interview that we're going to be covering that, uh, don't you say it, <laughs> don't you fucking say it. You know how they're trying to do the tournament thing with, with the feast, right? The esports? Yeah, they're trying to make it esports. Well, are, they know that they can't make it esports. Like that's that's not something you set out to do. But they did Blizzard say, did. okay, well you're the Blizzard. But they did say that if it ends up becoming an esport, so be it. Wish we had no, no, no. They did. Well, get, look, we have another news story. We have another news story. No, no, wait, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> did you just trigger yourself? I am full on triggered right now. <laughs> what? Sometimes happy accidents happen. I think that's what Square Enix. Square, <laughs> Square Enix doesn't have the right to even say the word esports. Well, technically they didn't. The interviewer said the term. Uh, they should have... Uh, <sighs> They should have never answered that question. Boy, did they look that fucking... Sarcasm. They look fucking so stupid. Who the... Where are they going to hold a Rival Wings tournament oh, outside of FanFest? Legit question. Not Rival Legit, Wings. Le, any PvP. <laughs> any Final Fantasy fourteen eSports. Where the yeah. fuck are they going to have that? Yeah, where where, where, get where are they going to put it? Get them, daddy. Where are they going to put it? Where oh they have the Dissidia tournament? Where, where, hang on. Where, where the fuck do they have the WoW tournaments outside of BlizzCon that's actually fucking visible where the fuck are they gonna put any of this shit i don't know this is so this is the dumbest thing i've ever fucking heard i'm so hard (laughs) blizzard arena where else (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks, Meteor Man. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Square Enix also... Tuck can you continue on? <laughs> Square Enix also released the preliminary patch notes for 4.2 Rise of a New Sun. Now, you guys are lucky that you didn't just get a preliminary patch note show, because that's almost what this was going to be. Uh, but we're going to put that on, on, on the back burner for now. Oh, we're not, what? We're not going no, over... No, well, okay. because look, when, when the actual patch comes out, then we're going to get full patch notes, Are you right? fucking kidding me? We're going to wait on this. What? Yeah, we're gonna wait on the patch notes. We're gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about any of the patch notes. Not yet. Not yet. Nope. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. We need. <laughs> we're a, okay. You really, what? you really want to blow past the one piece of the patch note that has fundamentally triggered everyone who's been playing this game for okay. any amount of time. Here, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, all right? We're, we're not saving this for the end because no, there's no, no way that no, no, we're going to no, be able no, to get to no, it. No, we're not. We're not. You're right. We're, we're not. We are going to do a patch note teaser. Each of you gets to pick a single thing from the patch notes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juxta, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be picking the exact same thing. Are we? It's going to be the one thing that everyone wants to talk about. 4.2. No, that, that's pretty broad. That, that, that's you. That's literally just all the patch notes. That's pretty fucking broad. That, that's what you just did. That's that's the joke. It was a so, bad one. So uh, let's talk about the unskippable cutscenes. Yeah. The, here's okay. the thing, you guys. This isn't the first fucking time that we saw this. We knew this was coming. We did. Yes, they mentioned before previously that they would be implementing this. This when isn't did new. They ever say that. When, yeah, that's a great question. When did they? I say remember this? when it was, but we definitely already had this rant on this show before um, about unskippable cutscenes. Daddy, do you remember this? I don't. I think Cucklow's getting kind of cucked in the head. <laughs> You're not even using it right. <laughs> I don't know. He may have a point. You might be cucked in the head. What is okay? So, are we getting a T-shirt for the Final Fantasy XIV eSport? LMF. <laughs> Only if Juxa doesn't go. I, I listen. I, I think that uh, we. I mean, which what fucking esports team is going to invest in a FF14 team? Well, I have to. Honest to gonna, fucking god, it'd be really cheap. Like you know, the Kotaku Cucks. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh, All right. Unskippable cutscenes. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Kahlo. Somebody even said in the last live letter they mentioned it, but... Uh, anyway, so unskippable yeah. cutscenes. They said um, they were going to do something to, like, fix Castrum and Praetorium. They didn't say what it was going to be. Right. Oh, that's fixing it? <laughs> Letting, yeah, this is, this is Square Enix fixing it. What, all right, so, so what was the problem with it? The problem was yeah. people weren't doing it. Yeah. And so it well, had and massive queue times. And and not only that, I mean Oh, oh wait, 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 whoa. Hang on. Because <laughs> it was in the roulette. There's yeah. anything that's in the roulette can't have that ridiculous of a queue time. So so hold on. So you're saying not even expert roulette? Thirty minutes for DPS? I'm just hey, I don't know about that struggle Adding because I don't play I don't I'm not about that life. I, I need to make I sure I'm not I, about that DPS life. I, the fuck that shit. Life? I need to make sure I have this clear. Square Enix said, we understand there's a problem with people not doing these scenarios, so we're going to fix it by making the cutscenes unskippable. Well, I think part I think I think another part of the problem was that any players that were trying to watch the cutscenes, yeah. uh, the instance would be done by the time they were done watching the first set of cutscenes. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. 
That that was the bigger problem. It was yeah. quote ruining the new player experience. So what they need to do is they need to take those experiences that are fundamental to the MSQ and they need to take them and put them into their own roulette and take them out of the the uh the you know fucking roulette cues. Put either either take them out of the roulette, you know, uh, uh, randomness like the the possibility the new, to the get new them. Players? No, the the instances. If they're gonna make the instances all instances in question, yes. If they're gonna make it's the only two instances in that roulette. It's literally just two of them. I think it might also have Cape Westwind, but yeah, oh, that's the only really? thing in the MSQ roulette. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The problem is that people were skipping the cutscenes and beating the instance before they were done watching. They should the probably. They should probably remove that roulette. I mean, if there's only two instances in there, then there's really even no... But then the queue times get really, really long because no one ever does it because there's no roulette. Yeah. How are, the new pl- how are the new players ever going to get past this if I've... they... Remove the fights and just make them a series of cutscenes that they fucking watch then. Or we can make a book you can buy with real money that will skip past all these uh, storylines. Shut up. They can't see me face palming. I forgot. Um, But I mean, you know, it is a legitimate question. How would they fix this problem? Because it is a problem. In patch skippable cutscenes coming in the cash shop. There you go. See? Um, But I mean, it is a problem. Like saying that it's not saying that it's not a problem, uh, I think, is a little bit disingenuous. Although. It does seem a little bit hypocritical for Square Enix to be really concerned about the flow and the pacing of 2.0 content when you can just, like you had said, go to the cash shop, buy a book, and skip past all of it. Mm-hmm. Why does this matter? See, that's my thing. Okay, is it a problem? Yeah, sure, it's a problem. You try to go into these, you want to witness the whole thing and all of its glory and blah, 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 blah. Cool. But as you said, Juxta... This is a whole two, maybe three instances that we're talking about back in 2.0 in the grand scheme of things and all the problems and the issues that this game has. Is it really a problem? Yeah. Is it a problem bad enough to disrupt? I mean, because to disrupt other people's game. What's what's going to what's going to disrupt the queuing for that instance more? Just taking away the roulette entirely or people knowing that they're going to be forced to sit through the cutscenes because i think just as just as many people are going to be turned off from queuing for it yeah oh definitely i wouldn't i mean look i already no don't one's, queue for yeah, this no but one's, yeah no one's, one's going to double a fucking the time. no one is going to queue for this yeah no one. at this point remove the fights and when you get to the point where the fight yes. would have been just show the cutscenes or do do one of those like uh you know like have bots that run it with you nerf the shit out of it so that you can there you go something i don't know there there need i think that there should probably be a better answer than this yeah something that isn't going to discourage other people from doing it because that's exactly what this is especially because what's the fucking rewards for the msq roulette isn't it still like 120 of what poetics it's still fucking poetic. But, oh my god! But but don't worry. They anticipated people not wanting to do it because of the cutscene, so they're adding eighty more. Oh fuck off! Poetics. Uh, yes. Let's let's go to Sirma on Moogle uh, and uh, talk to them. What's going on, Sirma? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hello. Um, first of all, I uh, just wanted to say that 
Uh, English is not my first language, so you already speak it better uh, than Juxta. Yeah, you're you're doing well. <laughs> don't sweat it. I can understand you, but uh, sometimes I I don't have the words to say what I want to say. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the change on three the the three tanks. Yeah, that coming on four point two. Yeah, this is uh, this is another this is another topic that's gotten a lot of uh, conversation and discussion about uh, the the changes now coming to Warrior. So, uh, what do you think about it, Sirma? Uh I do play Warrior uh, for six or seven months now, uh, and uh, I, I begin to play at Stormblood. So I don't know how it was on uh, Heavensward, but. Um, uh, as I see it, uh, I think it's a nerf. I saw some some uh, so, some things on Reddit, but I, I think it's more than a nerf. Or uh, you know, t- so the new player can play it easily. Yes. Well, and and that's the thing is that we've been seeing a lot of those concessions being made on a lot of the jobs as they've continued to get development. Um, You know, you had mentioned that you started playing at Stormblood, so you you don't have a whole lot of context for what Heavensward was like. And I would say that in Heavensward, many of the rotations were much, much more complicated and simplified. Oh, hang on. Fuck a duck. Fuck a buck. Fuck Hmm. your luck. Fuck a cuck. Fuck a juxta. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Fuck a juxta. Juxta. Is that like a boote? I don't know. I don't know what that is. What is a juxta? Juxta boote. Juxta boote. Okay. Anyway. Sunday. Anyway. Um. So. so uh. You know. A lot of those. A lot of those. Um rotations were simplified in the transition between heaven's word and Stormblood, and we got the job gauge and it seems like everything got job gauges including all of the bosses and now that's the main gimmick for for this expansion is how to use the fucking job gauge but it in reality i it's not it's not a whole lot different than you know like the evolution of it uh of each of the jobs has felt fairly natural. It hasn't felt like a big nerf. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's been a while since I played Warrior, so I don't know whether this is going to end up feeling like a nerf or not. But uh, it, it does seem to have gotten quite a bit of a reaction from the community. Yeah, yeah. Because um, actually, so before the 4.2, uh, all the, the DPS uh, is between the, the window of the Berserk and the IR. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now they, they put away the, the Berserk, so we only have the, the you know, release. Uh, and it's down to 10 seconds. There is no... But they put down the, the high of the storm, so... Uh, and up the sum of the pent- potency. But uh, uh, I think that, uh, you, you know, we put 10 seconds only for the inner release and uh, 90 seconds cooldown on it. So it's um, it's not with the, the old red buff anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, what about so, the fact that they gave you, like, they, they basically increased the potency on like everything else, though. That, that isn't helping you out? Uh, I think what, um, uh, oh, what I, I think, I, what, uh, yeah. 
what the Reddit nerds have actually mathed out is that the changes to Warriors do end up being a fairly substantially strong buff. But the problem is that now it's Warriors even more brain dead to play than before. Yes. Yeah. And 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 I think that that is a move in not a, a terribly good direction because, yeah. you know, again, in, in, in between the transition from Heaven's Word to Stormblood, you know, a lot of those rotations got simplified uh, because of the job gauge. The job gauge served as a lot of, you know, uh, having to pay attention to status buffs or status changes or um, fucking stacks of shit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that got rolled into the job gauge. And so now it's just a matter of like, oh, well, when it's up, it's active. And, you know, you don't have to pay attention to things as much as closely as you did in heaven's word. And, you know, I, I what kind of sucks, I kind of wish that I had kept playing warrior through heaven's word and into storm storm blood um, in tandem with dark Knight because I, I, you know, going back and resetting all of my rotations and, and all everything that I'm used to at heaven's word kind of disrupted my context going all the way back to what a job was like playing in Mm 2.0 and it's fuck do you even remember what playing in 2.0 was like what your rotation was in two i don't remember (laughs) i legit fucking don't remember i'm in the same boat because i was technically black mage to to start with and what ninja didn't come until it was close to 3.0 so Yeah, yeah. Diamelos yeah. in the chat saying honestly, the job simplification is what killed my interest in the game. I, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I played uh, Bard pretty much in most for most of two point and uh, I didn't play Bard in Heaven's Ward or in Stormblood, so I couldn't even tell you what the differences were. Right? Yeah. So you know, I I do think that yeah, that is it is a pretty gross simplification of the job as it exists so far um i i i have heard a lot of people very upset about the change um you know i I, i'm not sure why they're deciding to do that Uh, honestly i really don't know why they're deciding to uh to to make the change anyway uh sierma thanks for the call man appreciate it thank you Uh, yes yes thanks for uh thanks for the call uh first time caller by the way first time caller yeah go um if you want to call limit break radio of course uh you can give us a call on skype limit break radio 810-515-8715 and through discord limit break radio.com slash discord um so that's that's really what i wanted to talk about was uh was uh the the big uh, the praetorium yeah the praetorium shit. thing yeah that well, seemed to get the most play that i saw it's just another example of square enix being like well let's make this easier on new people so that they're having fun and fuck everybody it else. does seem like that and 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 again i hate to it, fucking people hate it when i say this and and they boo the shit out of me but i'm right boo <laughs> Square Enix hates its veterans. Boo! They do. Boo! But they do. Boo! I, I like how when you were yelling, you you looked away from the mic. Good job, buddy. Yeah, nice you. job. I'm trying. I'm trying a lot harder to do that now. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. No, you're welcome. Anyway, I, I love you. Square Enix seems to openly disdain its veterans and wants to try to create a play environment that is constantly welcome to new people. And the do you pro- think they're aware they're doing it? Yeah. Because, I think it's a strategy. I think it's their strategy for the game that they always wanted to be friendly to new players. As he telling us they fixed MSQ roulette and just don't do it anymore. 
There you go. Oh, right, but but what I mean is, do, do you think they know how disdainful they're being towards their veteran players by embracing the new players? I think they do. Because there's even some, some things that he says in this interview we're about to cover that makes it seem like they also think that they're catering to the veterans as well. Or, or Yoshi could lie. Uh, I guess I guess that's the question. Do you think that they're just outright lying or are they just oblivious to it? I think that they are trying to create something for veterans. And that attempts in those attempts in the past have been Diadem and they've been Deep Dungeon. And one of them worked, the other one did not. And the reason that they fundamentally didn't work is because they didn't incentivize them properly. Mm-hmm. We you, said that. We we said that from the time that DDM was active content. You, and I think, hang on, I think that they're going to try again. And I think it's going to be with Eureka. But I think that Square Enix, and specifically this development team, either doesn't have the context, doesn't know, or doesn't care enough about what veteran MMO players want to be able to get it right. Ah, see, I'm actually going to agree with that because when you're a newer player, I don't think that the rewards are as important to you, right? That's why we see a lot of vanity pets, a lot of mounts, and like some vanity gear because that's what I think the casual players want because it's something they get to play dress up with, they get to look cool, they get to, you know, prounce around in it and whatnot, and and prance whatever. When it comes to veteran players, we want harder content, right? Which Square Enix has been trying to give to us, but I think something that they're leaving out of it is that not it's not just about the difficulty of the content that veteran players or people who go into that hard content, I think that that they just by nature, because it's harder, the rewards have to reflect the the amount of of uh work that you put into it right they put pets and they put mounts into like the high skill stuff and okay yeah there's gear there too and they think all right that's good because they just want their their hard content right and i also think based on some stuff we're going to cover in this interview that square enix thinks that the amount of time that they put into developing something is is in direct correlation to how much time we as players will get out of it which is why we only get like one ultimate fight or four boss fights in a raid. It took them a long time to develop that, so we should be able to play with it for a long time. I, uh, no. You don't think so? No, I, I, I mean, I think that that might be... We've been asking variety of end game content. Not just one set of end game stuff. No deface. Sad face. There's more content for new players than veteran end yeah. game players. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I I I don't know if it's just open hostility or if it's ignorance at this point, but it's just I I don't. It's clear that's for sure. Yeah, to 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 the players anyway. All right, so let's let's get into this uh, this interview. Well, this... for b- b- before we get into the interview, oh. let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Diamelos. What's going on, Diamelos? Oh, fuck this guy. Uh, you cut out for this a second, so I didn't know if he'd actually have said anything. What uh, up? So. From day one of 2.0, I have called 14 Final Fan Service. They've been hitting those nostalgia buttons basically back to back since the relaunch of 14. Yeah. My biggest problem with current Omega 
yes, the whole, oh, this is a story that it's creating the characters from is lazy narrative, but the biggest problem is lazy implementation. If they actually took the time to make a dungeon, like remake those old like in-game areas from the old games, but in 3D with, you know, flickery VR stuff all over the place or whatever, it could actually be a good event even if the storytelling falls flat. Well, right. And, yeah. and well, hang on. And, 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 and I actually was discussing this with Fusion X of Gamer Escape on Twitter earlier this week, and he brought up an interesting and important point, and I thought it was a very good point, and I thought he was, he was 100% right that... The reason Omega is playing so hard on the nostalgia factor was because Alexander flopped so hard. And I was like, oh, that's 100 percent true. Okay, I understand that where they're like, well, we tried something new and we tried something original with Alexander that didn't work. And Square Enix being the, you know, the, the company that it is retreated into nostalgia um, to try to save, I think either save face or try to keep people in, because that's the one thing that you're right, that they've always been good at with, with FF14 has been pushing the nostalgia button. And I think that they're pushing it too much too fast. Uh, well, yeah. and, and not only that, like as I sat and I thought about it, the reason that Alexander flopped, I think, was not because... It wasn't a compelling story or because it was original. It wasn't a compelling story, but I think that also the encounters were incredibly flawed. The encounters themselves were were leagues behind what, uh, you know, Binding Coil Bahamut presented in terms of just environment in terms of a longer term challenge in terms of, you know, feeling like a fucking raid. All of it felt like varying varying degrees of trials yeah well the other thing too is is i I can't even necessarily say or give a break to square enix because just because they hit the nostalgia button doesn't mean they can't do it correctly we've actually had this very discussion on this show before where we talk about how you know omega's flopping how alexander flopped right crystal tower was fine though crystal tower was fine um and but would it have been i mean I think the execution of Crystal Tower was even uh, different because it was an actual raid. Because it was an actual raid, and 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 I was thinking about it. You're right. Rab Nasty is different because it's an actual raid. Because it's an actual <gasps> raid. Because and and granted, the trash packs aren't much, but you do feel like you're being taken through more than just one little piece of a zone. And Omega feels so fundamentally unsatisfying because you're not going. To anywhere, through anywhere, none of that. Dynamis, 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 ain't hairy yar. Wow, the text to speak said ain't hairy or correctly. Pretty Aww. close, yeah. I feel bad because we got it wrong so often. I know for so long. Ain't her jar. I in jar. Ain't her jar. Ain't yes. Get her jar, and you just fucking ain't it all fucking night. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I just. I. I do find all of these things. Very problematic about FF14. And, uh, you know, like, what do they even do at this point? Like, if, if, I mean, we've been saying, like, you know, expansion time is where they have to really buckle down on their no, veterans and retain them. They're, not, they're not, I don't think they're ever going to do that. No. They just don't have the ability to execute 
content that long-term player bases find satisfying. And that and and that's fine. Like like that's one of the things that that we as veteran players unfortunately have to come to uh, 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 to realize and to accept is that they are making what is ostensibly mostly a fantasy like social sim MMO. And and I think for a lot of people, if they weren't charging us fifteen dollars a month for that, fine, okay, it's going free to play, man. It's it's gotta go. It's gotta go. I, free to at play. this point, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm gonna stop playing if it goes free to play. But they can't, will you though? But Look, the, you're 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 pl- you're playing no, the they, same no, game. Hang on. The, the the difference in a free-to-play model versus a subscription model is a subscription model is a promise to your veteran player base, to your long-term player base, that what you have invested in this game will not be fucking wasted. That is the that that is the uh uh the subtext of a subscription. Just when a period. game goes when a game goes free to play, what it is basically saying is we are never going to be able to offer enough content to please an ongoing subscriber base to make this game profitable. So we just have to focus on the on on what someone is going to experience within the first twenty levels and make that really compelling. Yeah, you say that you are you're not going to play a free to play game, but you already are. The sad thing about it is that you're actually paying. For a free-to-play game. If you're playing it now and they stop charging you, why would you then suddenly stop playing it? It's it's basically just just openly saying we're changing the focus from developing long-term to developing short-term. And that's what they're doing already. You're right. You're you're not wrong. If they came out and actually admitted to that, I think I'd be fine with it. But see, why would they even go to free-to-play right now when we have so many people who are completely fine with the less content that we're getting every patch now? And may- maybe that's the game plan, because you're right. When they w- when they go to free-to-play, first of all, they're not going to stop charging people. They'll yeah, do exactly. like, like, like some of the well, other... I mean, right now, because like, this game is Star basically it'll free bottom out. It'll bottom out at some Exactly. Point. When it gets to the point where people aren't paying for it in mass droves, then they'll offer the yeah, option. Yeah, now that's going to, but right. at this moment, they still have so many people that are willing to pay for less content that they don't care to change to free to play and i wouldn't say so many they have enough they sorry they have enough they have enough we don't know what that margin is and we don't know how close they are to riding that line peak wow of of course because they're going like oh well we have 10 million people playing no the fuck you don't um it's gonna see it's gonna seem like they're gonna want to keep that up but no way no fucking way I mean, can, and, and consider when an MMO says we have 10 million people playing, it's selling you on the idea that when you log into this game, there's going to be other people playing with you. Yeah. Is that objectively true of FF14 no. right no. now in January uh, 2018? Well, I mean, when you log Is in, it? other people are logged in. That's a fair statement. Is enough people logged in? Probably not. No, I would say but no. People are logged in. Bottom line, no, no, no. Uh, Diamelos. I mean, if it, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think that you know there's enough people to to claim that you know we're still going to be able to support the veterans, or is FF14 just going to have to openly admit that we don't we don't have anything to offer those players? Uh, but anyone who's never tried this game, please come play our game. I mean, I canceled my sub two months ago and because I hadn't logged in in about basically since I finished the Stormblood storyline. Uh, so 
I don't know what they can do at this point. I don't even know if free-to-play could save them just because, yes, there'll still be people playing. There probably will be more people playing now or playing if they went free-to-play, but... Yeah, well, that's the thing. If they went free-to-play, there would be nothing stopping, nothing disincentivizing someone like you who stopped paying them right. to come back every once in a while, even if it's out of nostalgia, to try it out. And if you get hooked for a week and buy something out of the cash shop, great. There's some money we otherwise wouldn't have gotten out of you if we were still doing a subscription model. Right. Yeah, I, I just, I don't I don't see the subscription model being able to hold. Anyway, mm-hmm. Diamelos, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. We got Aubrey of Genova hanging on the line, but let's get a little bit into this Game Watch interview from uh, that now. A couple of people did translate this, and I do want to mention that we use the translation from Blue Garter. Thank you, Raggins. I don't know if Raggins actually anything to do with it or not. I don't. Probably not. All right. So right here in the beginning, they're talking about. But he loves the credit for it. He so does. So we're just gonna we're just gonna continue to stroke oh, his old ego that's there. Hilarious. So they start we talking you, about Raggins. the uh, the newest character that's going to be introduced. Uh, you guys want to try and pronounce that? Asahai. Asahai. Like like Asahi. like in a like an acai berry Asahi. Asahi. is that like an acai berry isn't that aki acai berry it's an acai berry is it I don't know I don't know how hipsters say things <laughs> no anyway they're talking about Asahi uh, who is uh, Asahi sauce Brutus so we actually saw them in the trailer they were that Garlean not actual Garlean just no, from Garlemald yeah apparently this guy was uh, Yotsuyu's uh, cousin back ah. from that flashback. So the one that that the the lady sells to the guardians because he's strong and stuff. Right. That was him. Yes. Okay, yeah. So we see him again. And uh, he's been dispatched from the Imperial City, which uh, Yoshi says that besides royalty or generals, this is the first time that anyone has came to us like straight from Garlemald proper. Now, one of the things I want to point out in this particular interview, and, and I think this is sort of like uh, in defense of us being confused while watching the trailer is that uh, they say, as far as the trailer goes, it didn't seem like they were an enemy at this point. Well, they appear as a companion to you later in there. And uh, Yoshi says that there is a lot of different possibilities and that they wanted the trailer to feel more like a movie. So when you're seeing these different scenes and stuff, that they're, some of them are kind of out of context. They wanted this to be exciting. Well, duh. I mean, if you would have read the uh, Reddit thing, uh, translation, you would have known that the ghost train was actually part of Omega. So it's uh, it wouldn't make sense for the Guardians to be in Omega. Okay, first of all, I'm going to point out a few things that you said wrong in that uh, statement that started with, if you had read Reddit, do you know that that's not going to happen? Okay, well, if you would have read the official translation first uh, on the uh, official you know forums. That that's, you know that that's also not going to happen. Did, did you do both of those things? Yes. Prior to the last show? Yes. While you were sick? Yes. No, what? I wasn't sick before the last show. I wasn't sick when I, the, the thing oh, came out. Oh, really? Suddenly, his story <clears throat> begins to fall apart. I was apart. sick during so, the show. So, I wasn't so, what, what, sick during so, the, so, so, the fan letter. What the, were you doing during the show then? was coughing and vomiting during the show. I don't know that I believe that. The producer live letter happened when I wasn't sick, idiots. Miraculously. Hmm. That was unconveniently. That's how time works, morons. So mm-hmm. look it up. Hi. 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 Hi.
Also, apparently, uh, this is uh, we know that in 4.2 we're going back to Doma, right? Because we the last 4.1 focus on the Alamigo story. So now we're back to Doma, which means that the Garleans are just coming back to Doma with us and being all buddy buddy, I guess. Well, we have a bigger threat to deal with. Of course we do. I mean, so we should team up so we can combat that bigger threat. And then when you're fighting that bigger threat, I can stab you in the back. What is the bigger threat? Huh? What is the bigger threat? Omega? Uh, icons? Oh, okay. So, this, De- uh, Deus Ex Iconica. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. There's More this, of this shit. There's this really is tall this gonna... naked guy out here. He's got like a tiger for a hand, and we're going to need you to fight him. Fucking Christ. Question. Um, Is this ever going to go anywhere? Like, any of this talk about icons? And, like, is this... Is this driving to a fucking point ever? Because, I mean, it, we've been we've been hearing about how the primals are bad for three fucking expansions. And the only thing that that has happened of negative consequence in that entire time seems to be Minfilia broken. She's gone now. Well, not to mention that that seems really a. A bad thing? Uh, no, yeah, see, I, it's, 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 deba- it's debatable. Well, right. The yeah. other thing I'd like to point out, too, is that whenever negative things happen with the icons, it wasn't just because it was an icon. It was because it was an icon that we had already fucked with. Well, yeah, but the icons draw power and aether from the world, so if they stay alive, right. then that would be a, a bad thing, trademark. Yeah. So, w- what is? where is this going? Where is this ultimately going to? It's just a big metaphor for the life and death cycle and how everything is unending and just goes on and on. And Heidelin is basically Spira. But Heidelin is gone. He- isn't Heidelin as a, an the, the entity planet. shattered, right? Uh, I don't think she is. No, she's still around. I think she's maybe just sick. Has the yeah, flu. She- <laughs> I, I feel I like thought- it was the bug. I thought that was that was part of the whole plot point with Minfilia disappearing was that like well, Hyden can only talk to us through Minfilia now. Yeah. And she sent Minfilia or, or the spirit or whatever. I think I think Minfilia served as a vessel for Hydalin to also go help the Warriors of Darkness, but she's still here. Yeah. But I mean I mean I thought yeah, I thought in the Warriors of Darkness storyline that our connection to whatever entity that is is severed or the entity has it's it wasn't very clear but that they're not it's it's either vastly diminished or it's gone yeah i think uh heidelin can't directly speak with us anymore because she's so weak that's why she had to use minfilia exactly yeah Mm. yeah and 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 presumably heidelin is weak because of all of the primal summoning Right? Yeah. Is, is that or something? Right. Is that right? Doing? Just, that sounds, I mean, so, what is the consequence of any of this shit? Where is this going? What is what is this driving towards? Uh, it's gonna come to a head with Nothing, the Asians. Th- like, like when we couldn't talk to Heidelin anymore, when that thing got like, there was no consequence. Where is this going? Anyone? Eventually, Heidelin's gonna die, and the planet falls apart. The planet's dying, Cloud. I mean, do we do we eventually get to become the planeteers? What the fuck is going on? Dibs on fire. God damn it. You Dibs wanted, on Earth. You wanted fire. No, he's you. taking heart. I'm making him take no. heart. No, <laughs> you're taking heart. Shut up. You're Mati and you know it. <laughs> oh, I get a cool monkey pet? No, you don't. It's girl. It's a dildo. <laughs> I just imagine Skuro in a monkey suit now. No special effects, just a monkey suit. He's actually bigger than than Chris is. He's just like, I fucking hate this, guys. 
can we get you can we get you like an organ grinder box and shit like (laughs) (laughs) i'm photoshopping (laughs) skuro into a fucking monkey suit now (laughs) this is amazing all right um so right. uh, something else that uh, that they pointed out in the trailer too, which I think uh, one of us might have brought up too, was that in the in the trailer it seemed like the relationship between Yetsuyu and Yugiri was kind of casual. When we were thinking like, shouldn't they literally hate each other's guts? And uh, apparently the only reason they used that scene was because it was uh, easy to understand the scene, so they used it for the trailer. Which, and I'm going to quote again here really quickly from from earlier up. It was a challenge with editing this to make it feel like it had continuity. I'm really concerned. <laughs> so very concerned. Take at this point that no with don't what no you <laughs> you want to talk about Eureka? Not really. We're gonna talk about Eureka. We're gonna go back to our phone Aww. lines and talk to <laughs> Aubrey of Genova. What's going on, Aubrey? Hi, yeah, it's Aubrey. Uh, I don't like the recent changes in uh, MSQ. Okay. What what, uh, what don't you like about it? Everything. It's just the Literally fact that you're... everything. The there. fact that you're... It's going to just sit there and waste your fucking time. How long have you been playing? Uh, two years. Two years. So, yeah, well past the yeah, point. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I like the one that... There's Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck in the Final Fantasy one. I like that. I like that one a lot better. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts, then. Have you? What? Yeah, you like Kingdom Hearts? I have to play all of them, but I like that one. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. That one. Okay. I don't. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I don't care. Okay. Are, are we being but trolled? Have you played that oh. one? I think. Are you trolling us? Hey. Kind of curious to see where this is going. Uh, I think she hung up the phone. Damn it. Yeah. Why don't trolls ever try any harder? <laughs> that was kind of interesting, though. I mean, it was... That, that's a, it's, it's a new direction. Yeah. But just... The theater? But just when it was getting interesting, right? Just when it was getting interesting, and I was like, where is this going to go? Hangs up the phone. I, would, I mean, I would have liked to hear the domestic violence. Yeah, what, like, like that would have really fu- told us were they committed to it? Exactly. See, now this person, what they needed to do is they needed to take a sock and fill it with oranges, and really commit to making that domestic violence situation seem now, believable. They, they could have thrown something glass against the wall. I think something shattering in the background would have went would have went towards selling it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, it, it, it really would have. Really would have helped if um, I don't know the 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 voice was like I got to say that the the little girl voice was semi believable. I I thought that it was just a chick at first. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like what, doing one not? of those one of those cringy anime voices. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, what would you rate this troll attempt? One out of ten. Uh, most of our two? trolls, most of our trolls are down at a two. I would actually give this a four. Just what? for no way. as soon as as soon as they were called on it to to do the swerve, yeah. No, I, I'd say about a four. Now, now as far, but I mean, if they had held with it a little bit longer, they could have they they could have gotten something really interesting. Four on execution, but as far as originality goes, I I'd give maybe a six. 
Trying to go on the domestic over, abuse side? Over, over a five, I think that's being very generous. Just on the concept. Very generous. Mm, right, that's too well, generous, man. No. Wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you guys, did you, you both finished the MSQ for 4.1, right? Yeah, probably. Juxta? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Great. Even now, because it was so fucking boring. So uh, before we go on to the, the the Eureka stuff, I almost missed this part. I, I really want to get get your your take on this. Um, Yoshi said that this time around, it's going to be a bit quieter compared to four point one. Uh, we focus more on the dialogue and drama than on battle content. So I hope you can appreciate that. Ah, uh, no. How how can four point two get any quieter than four point one was? Dude, was there action in 4.1? Have, have, have I just not got there yet? What happened in 4.1? Right, basically, what I what I've done so far is uh, uh, Aaron Volt guys like, hey guys, uh, there's this legend about treasure. Nobody's ever found it before, but I think I found it. Okay, let's race. Oh. We found it. That's where I stopped. Okay, remember in 4.1 we had that fight with uh, Lakshmi. We're, we're, Yoshi's just saying we're not going to give you a solo duty this time around because that's that was too much work. That's what this is. Oh. That's what this is. But they're going to focus on dialogue and drama. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Okay. Because yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's Square Enix's strong suit is having... <laughs> Compel- compelling Compel- plot points, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Yoshi has, uh, obviously we knew that Eureka wasn't coming till 4.25, and uh, Yoshi said that it, it'll be about a month after the major update, so we're getting uh, the patch. You, you should actually have it. If you're listening to this episode on the podcast, it should be patch day. And uh, Yoshi says that Eureka is coming from here. Now, uh, this is something that I actually... So about a month. A yeah, month. yeah, about a month. This is so actually February. something that I didn't quite know because i'm not i wasn't super into uh uh uh, the ff3 but you know ff3 was set in crystal tower blah 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 blah. um in past interviews he says there was a point where it was being considered as an element of crystal tower and here's wondering if there was any relevance between crystal tower and eureka what did you guys think the answer that was no there no. Isn't. no. That actually would have been interesting and cool yeah. and would have built on the world and given us actual lore stuff but now, as far as Yoshi's concerned, the Crystal Tower is uh, closed up. We closed that loop. I that's mean, that's it. fair. That's I, fine. I guess. I, that's fine. I'm, I'm I fine suppose. Uh, Yoshi C says that uh, the original Eureka or, or, you know, land of Eureka was a place where you defeated these manifestations of weapons to obtain and create other weapons. Now, that's obviously where the, the idea for it comes from. But Yoshi said it won't quite be like that. It's more about this basic idea of being able to strengthen your weapons and your armor. Now, what I appreciate in this interview is they asked all of the questions that we have kind of been assuming, like straight up. He said, will this be different from Deep Dungeon's? Palace of the Dead. Good. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yoshi said it's completely different. We're Great. still a bit away from implementation, which means it's not done yet. So I can't talk about it. But in terms of system, it's a completely new system and content. And you can think of Eureka almost as a new field area. Okay. We'll see about that. I mean, we'll see about that. I, 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 d- technically, Diadem was a, a new, new field, field area. area. Well, I'm glad you said that because they then asked... Is it different from the exploration in Diadem? You'll still enter through the duty finder, but with Eureka, your party can be changed freely at the destination. You can go with eight people, you can go with four people, you can even go alone and find your friends in there. Play with solo, play with parties. There will be an elemental level, and this is something that he touched on in the live letter. Everyone starts from elemental level one. 
and you can only fight certain things unless you raise your elemental level high enough. So you'll be leveling up normally, and when your your level's always going to be saved, but once you get to level 6, there will then be penalties for dying, meaning you will lose experience. Okay. As long as you get raised, you don't, but otherwise, you lose it. He also mentioned the uh, the Magia board, which I think is where you you lock in certain attributes and he says you're constantly going to be able to switch these attributes around so i assume that based on whatever you're fighting or what you want to fight you swap things hmm. i mean it does d- to help that, defense maybe i, I or, will say this that that does sound different than pomanders it does yeah i yeah. do think it's different than pomanders also unlike it sounds public, different from diadem too a so little far. little bit i think there's a still bit, a yeah. chance that they could have maybe taken some stuff so let's hope that it's not the bad stuff they took uh, here's another little callback, which they actually said this sounds like the, the FF11 world in Eureka. Unlike public fields so far, when monsters in Eureka detect players, they will chase you anywhere. Ooh, okay. All right. Actual danger, it seems. Okay, but then, but again, like, if, what it sounds like is that they've taken Eureka and they've developed an actually interesting MMO inside of their uninteresting <laughs> MMO. MMOception. Am I wrong? No. I mean, doesn't it seem like this is this is features and shit that we've wanted for the overworld, but that they've been completely unwilling to un- give? Yes. Exactly. Oh, you know, the, the the way that they designed this game, you've you were the first one to sort of point it out. That they do it in a way that's very easy to plug and play stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, it's it's and sort of copy and paste. Copy style and paste. Very very yeah. easy to develop for, but also because of you know that, what that it it's, makes called, it, it's called modular development. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Modular development. Yes. But it's very difficult to then sort of deviate from anything like that. Like for example, a lot of uh, uh, one of the more popular things that I think we wanted them to bring over from FF11 or, or that you even see in other MMOs like we talked about in set bonuses from WoWs sure. is, yeah, is yeah, stuff yeah. on gear that actually changes the way you play but that's too chaotic for the modular way that they have things developed but imagine because it's going to be too disruptive exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so imagine if within these one of the mod one of the uh, 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 the modular areas what whatever Eureka that's where all that happens. Outside of it, everything stays the same. Everything stays simple. They don't have to worry about doing any of that stuff. They don't have to worry about anything being disrupted. And then within Eureka, where they start to create the end game content that people want. It's a, listen, it's a, it's a cute idea. It's a cute idea. Um, if we were getting in at 4.12 or 4.15, I would say, okay, yes. This is taken till 4.25, and we're not even sure that it's coming at 4.25. Yeah. I mean, he's Yoshi P says that, but he's been saying that for a while, too. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that... You can't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore. Well, no. And not even... Not even I mean, I think it's beyond giving the benefit of the doubt, even. And I think what it's down to is that if this is what they need to do to make compelling end game content, they're basically splitting themselves between, you know, like rating and, and, and uh, Eureka and then the rest of the game. And I think that that's a bad idea. And I think like if Eureka has been in development for as long as we think it has, <laughs> and it's taken this long to get out and look at the impact that it's had on the rest of the world. Boy, this better fucking be worth it. Well, here's the thing. Even if it is, 
Even if Eureka, the first one, is a hit. People love it. They only know how to design in a modular sort of way. What's to stop Eureka itself from just ending up being modular development? Well, I think that that's the goal. But like, look at look at the amount of heavy lifting that they're having to to do to get to that second system being implemented. Too much, too much. Uh, so again, the the, uh, the interviewer asks or, or says, "This sounds like the world of FF11 and Eureka." And uh, Yoshi said that the things like NMs will make use of FF14 systems, such as now. Don't panic! <laughs> don't panic here. I am panicking wait, wait, already. Wait, I, I, what, 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 such as the fate mechanism. No, wait, no, stop! stop. <laughs> the mechanism which will allow anyone to fight them, but it is a bit more like older generation gameplay hmm. what does that mean hmm. it means that it's going to be an nm but it's kind of really just a fate or is it more like a hunt which i think still uses is fate a, a, quote a unquote fate. technology oh. shit <laughs> damn it fate technology <laughs> they've just put hunts into you i just i and uh they ask, is this not exactly what we've been saying that it's going to be for the entire time <laughs> that it's Okay, it's, but if it's not literally a fate, then you can't really call it a fate, right? A rose what? by any other name swell, smells just as sweet. Nah, that, that, that doesn't work. Shit by any other name still smells like fucking shit. Okay, that's probably more apt. Yeah. He also asks a question about the strength of the, the weapons and stuff, and Yoshi P confirms that obviously at any point in the patch cycle there will be weapons of varying strength, but the strongest will always come from Omega Raids. So don't. What's the point? What's what's the point? There of is this? there isn't one. Nope. What if sure this isn't. content is so fun that we want to play it by the virtue of its own enjoyment? I mean, here's the thing. Like, how many how many eye levels are between uh, tone gear and raid gear? Who ten. Cares? Is it ten? I, I think it, it's probably usually, ten. Usually ten. Right. Yep. Okay. So what if they did the thing that they've been needing to do the entire time? And went to win in a five increment. They've done it before. Is there any reason that they won't can't do that? I mean, it seems like that makes more sense in terms of an incentive to actually put, uh, uh, you know, like more stats on the thing instead of just different stat weighting. Because that's what Diadem was. It was the exact same eye level as whatever Tomes was. It was just, oh, if you want different stats, you go to Diadem. And right? hope that RNG was in your favor. Right. Yeah, which it never was. No. It, no, it wasn't. So. Thanks, Tanaka. I mean, do you, do you think, though, that they're going to be able to bridge the gap a little bit more meaningfully and actually entice players into going in in the first place? No, I think what they're banking on is players are going to come into this because it's new and fun and exciting. We've been talking about it forever. But it's still going to be the one problem that Square Enix has not been able to solve or even show any competence that they know how to solve it, and that is incentive. I, I don't think they even know that it's a problem. No, they don't. They don't. You're right. They De don't know Demi, it's a problem. Demi in the chat says relic weapons should be the best. I've thought that for a long time because of the, the amount of time and effort that you have to put into them. And I think, you know, this idea that Square Enix started with the first line of relic weapons that everyone has to get a relic weapon can stop. 
We can make the expectation large enough of the player to justify having the relic weapon be better than fucking raid weapons. Can't we? I wish we could. Yeah. If, if they take as much time or as, as difficult as raids. Make that last step seriously fucking steep. Make it fucking unreasonably steep. That way, 90% of your player base gets to the step just before that. And then ease those requirements as soon as you move the eye level on. And I mean, at that same patch. That makes sense. Doesn't it? Makes sense to us. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go back to our phone lines. Talk to uh, Meter Man of Cactar. What's going on, Meter Man? Ah, he jumped down. Get back in here. Oh. All right. You're- Juxta. He jumped down. Can you not suck at the phone lines? He jumped down. I didn't do I, it. I, I mean, uh, you, no. you only took a fucking week off. I, I mean, should you we? Know, you know what? Maybe I'll take two weeks off. He's, he's going to do that, actually. Shh. <laughs> now, because of this discussion right here and absolutely no other content whatsoever in the past, I'm taking two weeks off, taking my stand. So here, here and now in two weeks. You suck at phone lines. To be fair, it was Discord lines. Anyway, uh, Muterman, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What's going on? Number one, that was on me. You can blame Juxta, though. I don't care. Well, hey. <laughs> hey. I, and I will. Thank you. Number two, I think we've lay, waited long enough. Yoshi and Square Enix wants new players. I think the veteran players should step up and say, fine, we want a new dev team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, man. I wish. Yeah, we don't. I don't think we. I mean, if they're if they're trying to show us the door already, I don't think it does a whole lot of good to, you know, leave of our own volition. And yeah. you know what I mean? And, and say we were leaving anyway. <laughs> and here's the problem, too. After, you know, doing a hundred. You can't throw me out. I was leaving anyway. Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. After after doing one hundred and forty five episodes, as much as there are, you know, people like you or Diamelos and, and all of our other fans who do agree with us, there's entire generations of storm bloodians. They're like, what are you guys talking about? This game is so awesome. They give us all the cool stuff. You see that new glamour system. You guys don't know what you're talking about well, just i mean I, that's not true of everyone who started at at stormblood as sirma uh called up and proved earlier that there, that there are people who started at stormblood that are already even before we hit 4.2 noticing the exact same problems Good. that we've been talking about for the better part of four years and and the thing is is that they're problems that square enix continually gets wrong and and I think it's because that they they just fundamentally don't understand what a long term player base desires out of a video game. To be fair, I don't think that there are many game developers that do have a good handle on that anymore, which is kind of surprising because there's been like the better part of a decade and a half devoted to MMO development, and you would think that you know some of the long term strategies for things like player retention and you know that those sorts of theories and science by now that they would that they would shake out and and people would be able to have notions of what keeps people there longer but i i think so much of this is being data driven instead of you know it's more about how do we prioritize them to spend more money quicker 
and and I think that there is more money in having a quick turnaround oh, yeah. and having a quick churn of players than there is um, supporting a long-term player in, base. In retention. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Meterman, yeah, I, you know, I... I I mean, would it be nice to get a new dev team? Sure. Is Yoshi P kind of fundamentally out of touch with what a long-term player base wants? Yeah, but I don't think that Square Enix is going to be interested in doing any of those things because ultimately what he's doing in the end is turning a profit. It's just how long How long is that going to be able to be viable? I mean, yeah, another I two years, another three years, another... You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be very long. And when it's no longer viable, they're going to do the thing that is going to make sure that their game is viable for as long as it possibly can be. And if you think that they're just going to do what they did with FF11, then you don't understand that this is a game that doesn't have even a quarter of the technical, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, setbacks or the, the technical constraints that FF11 had. So, you know, no, just because they did that with FF11 does not mean that they're going to keep charging ahead with the fucking subscription model for FF14. It just doesn't. Well, I've I've played uh, I played the Old Republic right right when it went free to play, and I played Star Trek Online, which is free to play. Right, uh, and you know what? I play them. They are theme park MMOs, so it does fit the free to play idea. Tor is a theme park. Star Trek Online is a theme park. Final Fantasy fourteen is turning into a theme park. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it works. Okay. And I understand that Square Enix, uh, their responsibility is not to the players, but to the shareholders. That's it. Yeah. End of discussion. So if it's money, it's money. And I know how we're now, we're now just numbers in the money game. Well, and we've but, always been. Well, but okay. So if I can't throw the dev team out, let's get a producer in there that might try to bring some new ideas to Square that says, here's how we're going to make money. And not by doing cash shop they, and glamours and crap. They don't like have that. to do that though, because again, as long as he's turning a profit, there's nothing wrong with anything they're doing. And here's the other thing that that we have to come to terms with. We, we, you know, those of us veteran players that are disenfranchised, this has actually been the problem. Like, all right, we came in for 1.0. We hated what it was. They brought in Yoshi to turn it around, and he did. We were so in love with what A Realm Reborn was because it was such a drastic turnaround from 1.0 that I think everyone kind of fell in love, and we were so hardcore into the honeymoon phase that all of this that we're going through right now has been there from the beginning. Yoshi P isn't doing anything differently. We just had bigger uh, expectations. I don't know. I think that the world of Eorzea in 1.0 was designed to be much more of an old old school MMO world. It was not in any way shape or form the you know the 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 tourist attraction that oh, yeah. FF14 is now. That's fair. Right? Like while it was a mostly empty world, it was supposed to feel really big. That was the idea, is that it was, you know, they were copying and pasting areas of the map to make it feel much bigger than it was. And, you know, while it, it did succeed on that level, it did also feel very empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going I, I from that. place to place 
it, you know, much like an old school MMO, it felt very empty. But this was a world that fundamentally was meant to be inhabited, that was developing its own sense of itself, that was developing its own sense of its community and the players that were inhabiting it. It wasn't filled with just Reference after reference after reference after reference after reference. That's, I think, the fundamental difference between Tanaka's approach and Yoshi P's approach. Right. What I mean, though, is is 1.0 is gone, though. Square Enix wiped 1.0 from the map. Right. With 2.0, it was a fresh start, okay? Yes. We loved what Yoshi P did with from 1.0 to 2.0, right? We absolutely loved it. It was such a stark change. And I don't know, did, did we expect that? To keep going forward, that two point that that three would be another stark improvement, and then four would be another huge improvement. I think that's what we expected to do. That this game would grow and evolve, but Yoshi P is actually doing the same thing now that he did in two That's why we're so fed up with it. Is because we've noticed the pattern. But this is what he's been doing all along. Yeah. Uh, uh, so why 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 are we holding him accountable for just doing what he's doing all along? It's not like he's suddenly betrayed us. He came in and turned a profit on something that should have been dead. That's what the higher ups wanted, right? And now he is running it exactly like he has been, turning a profit, and we're angry just because it didn't live up to our expectations not just our expectations but we see all the flaws for it for anyone who wants to play this game longer than a year. But if that wasn't the plan, if they sat down like, let's create an MMO experience that doesn't support people long term, can we hold that against him then? Well, when they start right. making expansions and uh, maybe not promising new content, but players are expecting new content. Why? Because well, there's an expansion <clears throat> and we're paying $40 let's, for... They add new world. Let's, they let's, add new story. Let's just consider that uh, Final Fantasy Eleven is the most financially profitable final fantasy in the entire series they sunk 1.0's development cost if you include all of that to be able to make to to have ff14 break even i think you have to have a better long-term strategy than just the slash and burn style of uh content developing that they've been doing this has been a fundamental uh 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 criticism for this game since we started playing and since they started evolving the game in subsequent patches is we were like hey all of that old awesome content that you guys are just kind of like throwing out with the bathwater, like why like as soon as they made it so that you know, you didn't have to clear the previous turn of coil to go to the next turn of coil. You know, shit like that. We, we were like, but that's cutting corners that's going to make the babies, uh, you know, feel like, oh, they're able to do it too. And that it's just, it's just catering to laziness. And, gets and, people and that's coming back. And uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. No. It gets people in the door. That's what it does. It gets people in the door to check them out to check it out the first time, and then once they're there and they find out that it's all fucking full of styrofoam peanuts, they're just bored and they never come back. When FF14 loses people, it loses people forever. Either you're dropping your sub until the next fucking uh, not expansion, but the next fucking patch, or you're done with the game and you've closed that chapter on Something that could have been, you know, could have been much more, you know, much longer term. Yeah, look, but apparently it's working for them. Is it? It's what they say. 
I, I don't know well, what else we can do <laughs> besides that. I mean, if they say it's working and we can't prove the contrary. Is it? I mean, because I don't know. I was uh, I was hanging out in Ralgar's Reach yesterday. Pretty fucking empty, isn't it? Pretty fucking empty. I was, uh, you know, and I, and I was like, maybe I'm crazy and just popped over to Kugane for a minute. Oh, no, Kugane's probably even worse. Uh, Kugane's also fucking we, empty. We've even been hearing it from the, the big servers like Gilgamesh and, and from Balmong that even those servers are starting to look deserted, like ghost towns. Right? You're going to find that there's going to be three distinct generations of players. There's going to be your 2.0 players, your Heavensward players, your Stormblood players. They're all going to have vastly different expectations and contexts for this game. But at the end of the day, the generation gaps start and stop fairly suddenly. Right? Like, there's not a ton of people who, if they started in Heavensward, are going to be able to make it all the way to the end of Stormblood. I mean, statistically and anecdotally, that's what we've found just talking to people and just, you know, figuring out where their sentiment lies for this expansion. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know very, very, very few people from 2.0 that are still hanging on today. Most of those people have have openly quit in frustration. And and I think that those generation lines are going to be much, much more obvious. I mean, yes, there are going to be people like us who have been there the entire time. And, you know, that's this show sort of serves, you know, that's that's who we're looking to serve at this point. The people who have been playing FF14 for long enough to see that the pattern is dismaying. And be concerned about the future development of the game. We are your voice. And the thing is, is that as soon as that writes itself, if it ever does write itself, it's not. we're going to be the sounding board for the writing of that ship. Could it be in Eureka? Maybe. Unlikely. But maybe. I'm, will- I'm open enough to give it a shot. I've been saying that Eureka is going to be bad for a long fucking time. I hope I'm wrong. I'm prepared to be wrong. And it's not like I'm not going to do it to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I definitely will. But my my expectations are so low (sighs) at this point, either because of the development team or because of the way that things have been talked about in interviews before and then executed poorly. Whatever it is, my expectations for this shit are so low that I mean if it's even halfway decent I'll be impressed can can I commend you for actually having any expectations whatsoever <laughs> I mean I guess yeah Meaderman thanks for the call we appreciate it we always love hearing from you on uh, Limit Break Radio if you want to give us a call Limit Break Radio on Skype 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord alright so Anir I'm going to save you I'm going to I'm going to save you from the uh, the Buff Yako talks why well, because I, I did want to make sure we got to the esports stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Okay. The, all right. The the one thing from the from the Buff Yako segment that I do want to mention is uh, did 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 they ask why? Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and Yoshi P's like, look, it would have been kind of boring if you were just fighting an animal, right? <laughs> Besides, we fought a human goddess, so why not this? He also mentions that these fights. Oh my fucking no, god! No, hold on. Please. These fights. Will be some Please of, be joking. Nero, these fights will be some of the flashiest fights in the game so far, and apparently they've taken a significant amount of the budget. 
I have, I have no response for this. I I just I don't what <sighs> what Buffyaco is fucking retarded. <laughs> it is the most patently stupid thing I've ever seen this game do. Really? Um, you haven't seen Sephiroth yet. <sighs> I I you're right. I haven't. I, <laughs> he's I just, taken off his glasses and he's I like massaging the bridge of his nose now. So, Okay, uh, all right, look, let's, let's talk about something that you're more passionate about because this is actually something that we're aiming to do as a career now, and that's eSports. It, well, oh, I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy XI. No. Uh, so the question was, with the feast, team registration has begun, and you finally have a system which will allow it to be like an eSport in place. Uh, Are you planning on forming something like a pro league in the future? Fucking stop it. Yo, Yoshida says, I haven't thought that far out yet. Of course, we should be able to do it, but since this is mainly a PvE MORPG and it's part of a franchise, we'd like to move step by step in that direction with official tournaments set up to give players motivation to participate in other activities. I mean, that's a fairly diplomatic answer. Um, it's never going to be an esport. But he, I, he says that the, that it can. It's they, never. They it's able to do it's it. never going to be an esport. And if I mean, if there was, if they had, if they developed it, thinking that there might be an off handed chance that there might be an esport somewhere to form down the line stop it no oh, stop no oh, stop it stop it you'll have an easier idea you're going to have an easier time bringing people to competitive blitzball than you are going to be able to get them fucking queuing for the feast for fuck's sake okay stop big, the big juggernaut wow can't do competitive esports you think you can you know, roll in in here and be like, I mean, like, they oh. do. There is competitive WoW. There's competitive dungeon running. Yeah, competitive dungeon running. There's yeah. no competitive PvP. Is I thought there is. No, they, well, there uh, is. they tried. Again, no, it, it's still within just the Blizzard atmosphere. It's just at BlizzCon. But they yeah. do it's, still have, like, the arena 2v2, 3v3, 5v5 finals and shit. Okay, they, they have it in the fact that, it's still, quote, it exists. It exists. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so, what you're saying, Juxta, is that... WoW as an eSport could not exist anywhere outside of BlizzCon. Is that is that yeah. exactly what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And there's no way that a competitive FF14 scene could happen outside of FanFest. Sure. I'm saying that if Blizzard can't make it happen, why the fuck do you think you can make it happen, Yoship? Because they're going step by step and taking their time. That's the answer. Apparently, that that's the answer. Is that a good answer? That's a dumb answer. It's a dumb answer. Yeah. Were you guys uh, wondering how fun the new submarine shit's going to be? Nope. What did you think? What do you think the submarines are actually going to end up being? It's going to be airships. Yeah, it's just going to be ventures. The exact same thing. I mean, yeah. What? Not exactly. Okay. They're making them easier to build this time. Oh fucking fuck! <laughs> fuck! Why? Jesus. The fact how many how many fucking responses in this interview are we're making it easier? Why? Do you have anything planned for the submarine like the Sky Island voyages? Just hang on. No. Hang on, hang on. Nothing for now. Fucking Christ. Hang on. So what what do you what do you do to actually make that process easier? 
What exactly do you do? The, the do you not actually, isn't as do you hard, not actually have to assign a piece of equipment to it anymore? <laughs> it just automatically knows no, no, and assigns no. it for you? you. You had to build the airship through crafting yeah. before. Now it's easier to build. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That, okay, so less, they just less so, so what? They just put in a vendor that has airship parts or submarine parts now. No, Fuck instead it. of needing five, ah. you only need three. Fuck off. See, it's easier because it's less. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything about this game anymore fuck everything fuck why why does everything have to be easier someone please explain this to okay. me okay an arrow an arrow would it make you feel any better if, no if they added a no. character from final fantasy 11 no it wouldn't all right yeah let's let's talk about that come on <laughs> let's talk about that <laughs> i mean another one they've already added two but so the question is, don't go anywhere, Nero. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Shit, I got to find the fuck do you want? <laughs> it looked like you were getting up to leave. I'm not. I didn't want you to. So the question was, <clears throat> Tenzin was the name of a character back in FF11. Oh sweet Jesus, no. <laughs> so there are many people wondering, will he make an appearance? Stop it. There are many people wondering. Yoshi says, Let's keep that a secret until you ah, see it. No. <laughs> however, what however, does he have to do with anything? <laughs> however, we wouldn't want to just name drop an FF14. So to some extent, I hope it. Wait adds- a minute! Hang on! Wait! Wait! wait. <laughs> I hope it adds to your experience. Please, whoa, whoa. please look forward. Hang to on! It. We don't want to name drop an FF14. Fucking X Death. Kafka, goddamn every reference that you've Whoa. ever had to an old Final no. Fantasy boss. Those added to the experience, though. Yeah, that's there's lore behind those. Oh my god, I'm about to rip my shirt off like Hulk Hogan. This is ridiculous. Hold on, because the guy asks, do you think that FF11? Do you think FF11 fans would be happy? And Yoshi says, well, I'm talking to someone who's played FF11, so I'm not sure how to interpret this. I think you'll at least get a bit more of a grin out of it than someone who hasn't played. <laughs> you get a grin, Nero? A Nero? Would you get a grin? Are you excited for Tenzin? Uh, a Nero? No! <laughs> not. Why not? Why are you so upset? This is fun because this he, is... He's a samurai. It's Square Enix at their most... I mean, this is, this is just uh, proof. Proof. That they have no creativity left. They are completely creative, uh, uh, creatively bankrupt. Just nothing. They've got nothing. If they're at the point where they're bringing... Why? What does Tenzin have to do with anything? He's a samurai! Yeah. Walk off! Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, he is! I know he is! He doesn't have anything to do with anything! Unless they're going to meaningfully connect Eorzea and Von Adil. Oh, no. He said, he said they're definitely not going to do that. No, no. Yeah. So, so in the FF11 so collaboration, Aroha warped from Von Adil. Is this, this sort of, is, uh, he says, is that different from the setting of this? And he says, yes, it's different. <laughs> so Tenzin's not from FF11. No. I mean, he is it's from a, FF11. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different Tenzin. Tenzin. Yeah. It's more like an 11 Zen. 14 Zen. For Tenzin. For Tenzin. Mm. Ah. <laughs> will, you, will you do me a favor, Nero? No. No, please. What? All right. Please take when, your pills. When Tenzin, We're worried about you now. When Tenzin is added into the game and we find out like what part he, he's in, will you live stream you doing that part of the game? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Sure. Cool. <laughs> sure. 
I, it's uh. not. Listen, it's not even like Tenzin means anything to me. But it's the same problem that I have with Kefka. It's the same problem that oh. I have with with really all of the Omega. Uh, you know the Omega fights, and and I mean, because people were were giving me shit about that as well. Uh, you know, they were like, "Well, aren't you the biggest FF6 fan?" And yes, dude, FF6 is my favorite Final Fantasy ever, and so I'm gonna be doubly critical of anything that you that you do using the Final Fantasy VI branding. Might you know, as Kefka being a boss in FF14, might more people go back and check out FF6? Maybe, maybe, but what you're actually doing is you're fucking the corpse of a game that was actually good. That's what that's what you're doing. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Speaking of Kefka, the interviewer asks now his character has taken an interesting turn. We're expecting it to be a boss. But what do you have to say about Kefka being the last image that showed up? Yoship said, it might be a little too simple just to leave it at that, but please enjoy the power of Omega's imagination. I'm sure you'll be satisfied. <sighs> He's going to satisfy you, Nero. What does that mean? With your with what? What is that? What does that mean? With his imagination. No, 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 no. What do you think that means? <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, I think we're going to fight Kefka. <laughs> Fucking threw something at him. <laughs> All right, actual thought that I have because I, I'm still I'm still grappling with the idea that where the Doom Train fight and where the painting fight and stuff like that takes place doesn't look anything like Omega, and the fact that we're interacting with the the, the Brutus character in the same Omega scenes or, or in the the Phantom Doom Train scenes, fucking whatever. No, no, we, we don't we don't interact with him at all. It looked like we we're on a fucking train car with him. That was just cinematic. Anyway, this is the point. It definitely it doesn't look like we're in Omega, right? What other thing has Omega done that's actually came out of his world and into our world? Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. I think that the storyline may actually evolve further than just this experiment thing and the other test subjects start to come out into our world as well. That would actually explain why Doom Train isn't in the fucking simulation itself. But that again, that's not Doom Train, it's Phantom Train. That's oh, a different thing. <laughs> It's a different thing. You know what? That, no, that was the one thing that people corrected me fucking on. Fucking train. That, that I was like, you know what? Actually, that's a good point. No, Fine. fucking Doom Train is is a GF, is a summon in eight. Phantom Train was a staging area from six. The train monster. From now on, that's what it is. The train monster. But, I, I like trains. Uh, listen, I, I do think that you do, you have a point there that that doesn't look like that is taking place inside of Omega. However... The other two battle arenas that we do see out of it do look like they're being they're taking place in Omega. Did we see the actual arenas? Because you're talking about the uh, the Omega cutscenes, and those, if you remember, in in the first leg, those were like solo duties that you had to do before you got access to it, right? So it could still take place outside of it, but then you just have to go back and see what fucking Sid and Nero are up to as they're trying to contain. Fucking do something with Omega as you're out trying to contain his little fucking babies or whatever. I mean, I don't know. From what from what we've been set up with in the first four turns of Omega, I'm I'm fully expecting outside of that first fight with Phantom Train, I'm fully expecting to uh, stay within Omega. Stay the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb. I mean, keep, keep in mind that the Omega simulations can they simulate what the area looked like in that folklore. So. Like, if you remember back in regular Omega, each circle room looked like a different place, so... Right. Did it? Yeah. 
Well, one of them looked like the Dissidia, you know, floating castle. Yeah, it looked like place. the outside f- floating castle, and then right. the second one looked like the like inside of a castle. And then the third one looked completely the different. Sac- really? Yeah, the third one was a uh, cat- uh, catastrophe. The giant circle nutsack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, fuck, and it was like dude, a I big haven't... black room. Yeah, I haven't. And done then uh, Halicarnus, the third time. one, looked like the inside of a castle throne room. Okay, like, that, it, it, that I do remember because I, I I keep thinking back to X Death, and I'm like, we're on a floating platform in what could have just been a simulation of literally anything. Yeah, floating platforms. So so yeah, for Omega, each room could look completely different. It would be right. make sense. I think. I just, I mean, it would just. I I think I think the train part is is the is the weird kind of outlier there and I, th- I i i really do hope it is my hope because the way that it was presented at least in the in the cutscenes in the trailer um and this was my point last week fucking chat that jumped all over me <laughs> was that you know it does look like someplace outside of omega so it is my hope that at least portions of the storyline are taking place outside of omega and it would be nice to see a little bit of an expansion of the in-world map Right. So those those two things, even if one turn of it takes place outside of Omega, I think that that's probably a pretty good thing. That would be nice. But I think Square Enix heard the the crying masses about not having any trash. I think it's just trash and it's just in the hallway. You think? No I, way. Because I, I mean, no, nah, I could see that happening. I, it could be. I think that the boss. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more dungeony. I think there's going to mm-hmm. be some trash packs. Yeah, yeah. A, a, you know, you go it'd, inside. It'd there's like another the, trash pack, and then I think Bahamut ultimately, one. I think it, yes, Bahamut yeah, one, and yeah. then ultimately, you're going to end up at a boss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think that's what's going to happen to. Well, fine. Good. If they do that, I think that's well. It's well beyond what well they did needed. last time. Well needed. And, Honestly, and I think if they, they take need to think about that more. If they take the negative criticisms we had of the original Bahamut, and then they take all the positive criticisms that we had with Rabinasty, and they take all of those into account when they designed this, we could actually get a pretty fun leg of Omega. I mean, it does... It, it, like, having the Phantom Train for that first leg does break break it up a little bit so that... Not everything is as predictable as you think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if it if it just if it if they're throwing you back inside Omega and Phantom Trains inside Omega and that's one of the stories that Omega is telling. Fuck it. There is no creativity left. There's just nothing. There's nothing left. I think Tenzin would agree with you. I mean, now see, now this has got my hopes up uh, for for something interesting that's happening with these Garleans that are coming in and, and maybe trying to deliver something to the Omega site. Or I no, don't know. I don't know what the, the Garlean thing takes place in Doma, though. Yeah, but they are attached to. But they are. Am I crazy? or Are they attached to that? I don't think they are because they're they're part of the side quest with the the four gods now. The 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 Loa. I could have fucking sworn. I could have fucking sworn watching that trailer that there's trailer? a moment that there's a moment that we see Brutus either near or on. The fucking train with us. See, that's that was, what I thought too. I, I could have sworn that's just clever cinematography. It could, that could, which you they know what said yeah. they were doing. Very, they did that. Good point. It could be that could be very clever editing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't mm-hmm. know. And think of it this way: like, if they connect Garleans to Omega storyline, then that means we have to do this MSQ, or we have to do Omega 1 to get like up to that date, or up to speed on that, and then go back and start doing MSQ. See, that's the and part that's that like, I was finding a little bit weird with it, yeah. 
And I feel like that just doesn't fit Square Enix's MO. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Because they don't want... They want... Compartment here. They want, yes, compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modular. Modular. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I just... I mean, for the first time in a while, I don't know for sure how that is all going to end up playing out. I'm interested to find out, but as soon as we go through it once, it's going to be done. That's it. Yep. Yeah. This would be like make a really great like patch that took a month to make. No. I'm no. no yeah, it would. It would be great if this patch took one month to make, and, and then we have more stuff next every month. month. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. Anyway, if you want to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com. Uh, we're almost out of time here. We're almost done with the show, but uh, we've got like, uh, I don't know, six minutes left. So if you wanted to be our final caller of the night, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Yeah, call in and blow our minds. Um, so in the last few minutes here that we have of the show, Kahlo, is is there anything that we didn't get to that you think that uh, we should probably actually, cover before yeah. uh, we get to patch day? Yeah, there is one thing that, that I kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about. Um, so uh, they mentioned that the story is getting exciting with uh, Omega Sigma Scape. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> they say that. That's what That's they say. That's what said. they say, yeah. Okay. Now Yoshida okay. says that you know we're sort of at the middle stage. We'll be diving deeper into things we only touched on during the first part of the story in Delta Scape. So the focus here is going to be on Midgar Sormer, and after that on Nero's coolness, that there will be a good variety there. What? And uh, they mentioned... Wait, 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 wait. What? Go back? What? Uh, apparently, uh, Nero... They they are completely blown away by like how fans have basically accepted him back and like they they think he's really cool. We what? we do. It's, it's, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, yeah. Well, well, maybe like coolness is like relative. Like he's cool relative to Alpha and the other idiots in the Ironworks. Anyway, I I mean <laughs> I mean listen if if you just like Square Enix does really really well by its characters right like mm-hmm. like what they did with with hildebrand okay stop so, okay okay do we i don't remember like is jesse like owning the ironworks i think that she is she in charge i don't who i don't understand anymore i feel like this person just randomly popped in and then like i'm in charge now and well she's like, like she's like right. she's the girl so she's just like really sassy and everyone just does what she says because it's just easier that way I, I I don't know. Uh, if you're asking me to explain finer plot points yeah. at this point. <clears throat> anyway, just, the part that I wanted to get right. to was they asked yeah. if you could give us a highlight from Sigma Scape. And uh, he said that there is one that's a bit of a brain test. They said if it would be more difficult than the third battle from last time, which was the uh, the Helicarnassus or, or whatever it was, right? Right. Now, he says, I personally think it's a bit more difficult than last time. The third fight this time is unlike the one last time, but it was fun to develop. So please enjoy enjoy it while trying to figure out the mechanics. And the guy asks, in the trailer, there was a scene where there was pixel pictures switching around. We saw, if it's one I'm recalling, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah, showed like, different yeah. bosses and yeah, stuff like that. I remember that, yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. He goes, so you won't know which enemies will emerge? And Yoshi says, not only that, but it will be even trickier in Savage. And when he asks if there are going to be multiple panels or if he can go on, he says, I want to reveal more, but I can't. Interesting. That might that, be, that that be kind of cool. fun. That might be kind of cool. That would be a nice way to actually get like more Final Fantasy VI bosses into the raid. And a little bit of dynamics, too. Yeah. 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 So I, I think probably what it's going to be is, yeah, every time you go into there, it'll be a different, like maybe you fight two or three bosses mm-hmm. in a row. Kind of like Shiva. 
and then it like just changes like which uh, which boss you're fighting at any given yeah. time so yeah. you have to be on your toes. That, and that was one of the most fun aspects of Shiva because mm-hmm. it actually forced you to pay attention. Yeah. All right, let's go back to our phone lines one final time and talk to Satori of Sergeant Danis. What's going on, Satori? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? So I just want to make a comment uh, since you guys were uh, theorizing about uh, Phantom Train. Go for it. Uh, Jackson doesn't, doesn't want to do his homework. Okay. They live straight. They during the live letter, they showed off the cutscene that gets you into the first fight of Sigma Escape, and it does the whole thing where you appear there, you're like phased out, and they phase you back in. So you're you're in Omega. All right, there we are. We're we're, we're in Omega, guys. So, right. well. so no no magic. So it's all it's all in Omega's head. It's all his imagination. He's got such a great imagination. The best know, right? imagination, even. I mean, you know, I'm not. He, he's got to have some crazy processing power if he's got to be able to generate that much land beneath you. I mean, that's he's a, got that. T- he's got that Titan uh, GTX. Was yeah. that was that a fat joke? No. Oh, okay. Cause, anyway, because he's so heavy, he needs more land underneath him. That's where I thought you were going with it. Satori, thanks for the call. Pre- appreciate it. All right. <laughs> all right. There we go. Uh. So yeah. So any hope that you had that was going to be interesting was immediately quashed. Yeah. Thanks, there you thanks go. to Tori for letting him have five minutes of hopefulness. Can you no. even call it that? It was just not even interested anymore. Yeah. But what about Tenzin? No. What about Kefka? No. I really wish Nika was here because she would be super excited about Tenzin. No. She, um, yeah. About, she? Ten, oh, about Tenzin, okay. probably. She hasn't been super excited about anything raid related, but I think she still gets excited. Has about Nika it. beat? <clears throat> OS four? Oh no! Oh no! 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 no, no, no. I don't think she's seen Neo X. Now. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh. think. I don't think that people show up to her raid anymore. It makes sad. me sad. It's sad. Yeah. Man. Oh wow. Strife is off playing WoW right now, doing wow. real content. Good for Strife. Good for Strife. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it here for uh, Limit Break Radio this week. Thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the patch, because patch is uh, coming out. In fact, if you're listening on the podcast, coming out today. That's right. Uh, so if you're not listening on the podcast, you've got a couple of days to wait. So uh, congratulations on that, I guess. I don't know. I but, don't know. Uh, if you are listening to the show to kind of fill the gap in between, uh, you know, server downtime or whatever, um, we're out of time. So I guess just restart this episode until the servers come back up. <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> what you can do. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it here for uh, Limit Break Radio this week. Thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. Thank you for all of your calls. Sirma, our first-time caller, Diamelos, Aubrey, even though that was a troll. One-day maintenance. One-day maintenance. Uh, even though that was a troll, uh, Aubrey, thanks for trying. Uh, Meterman and uh, Satori, thanks for all of your calls today here on Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my crew, of course, Kooky Persona, who has been hanging out on our phone lines. She does all of our phone lines and uh, is super, super good at it. So thank you, uh, Kooky, for uh, for doing the phones. And to my crew, Nika, who couldn't show up because she's having a baby, uh, and Juxtaposition, and Kahlo Landis. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. 
This episode was produced by Colin Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzi are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Mary Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs>